from Scotston. This is Warriors Weekly, Glasgow Warriors' official podcast. Hello and welcome back to Warriors Weekly. On this week's episode, I'm joined by Xander Fagerson and Adam Ash. Xander, how are you? Very well, thanks, Dunks. Yourself? Yeah, doing okay. Doing okay up here in Aberdeen. Ashy, how are you? I'm good. Just got back in from the park, was out for a nice uh, little 2k run on the grass and then walked around the park. So, yep, all good. Perfect. How have you both been keeping with all this, uh, the whole lockdown stuff? Yeah, pretty good, thanks. Um, just with a 10-month-old and the two dogs, you know, I've been kept pretty active, you know, and got into quite a good routine. But, um, yeah, Iona's now walking, which is keeping us on our toes, so... And Yaz is Yaz is due quite soon, so um, yeah, it's been uh, it's been full on. But I'm, I'm I really I actually really enjoy being at home. It's quite weird. I've never had this much time to spend with the family and stuff, and to have this quality time before my second one comes is, is awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm actually quite enjoying it in a weird way, but also training to keep things ticking over. Yeah, and you're, when's when's the second one due? Pretty soon, isn't it? Yes, I think well, we're four weeks tomorrow. So yeah, so really, sweet bum time. But um, yeah. we'll see. I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, but yeah, it's just sort of we, we sort of left loads of stuff to to um, to order before he came, like last minute. And then now, because next is like little things like next have shut. I think John Lewis is still delivering, but like luckily Yaz has been really organised and got most of the stuff compared to I've literally thought about nothing. So by the time like I've come, I said I'll do it after Six Nations. I'll get everything built. I'll do everything. I've come back and. I've luckily had this time to do it, but then we've realised how much we've been missing. But you know what? Like, she she's she's been awesome and got nearly everything. So, um, I'm just helping out as I can. Yeah. And Ashy, what have you been up to in the last week? How's the Wim Hof method going? Uh, going well. Still plugging away. Try to do it once a day. Um, still sleeping like a baby, which is good. Um, and yeah, just kind of similar to last week. To be honest, like I've been getting out every day go for a walk or go down to the park and do some training on the grass. Today, I've uh, done a 2K session. Um, the physio Jen sent it through because um, I'm still kind of working to get back fit from the little calf niggle that I had. So, um, yeah, ticking over nicely with that and doing another few bits and bobs. I've been watching Netflix quite a lot the last uh, few days. So I was watching The Tiger King. Any of you guys seen that? How good. It's unbelievable. It is. I've just started, but like I think I'm in episode three. And I'm already hooked. Carol Baskin's uh, oh, she's a murderer. <laughs> Carol Baskin. <laughs> I saw you putting that up on your Instagram last right. night. Actually, I was trying to work out what that was all about. Uh, so if anybody watched that and thought to themselves, "What the hell has he done? Has he lost the plot?" It's from the Tiger King. So watch it, and you'll you'll realise what I was talking about. But yeah, the guy. Uh, Joe Exotic, he's got this vendetta against this woman, Carol Baskin. And Carol Baskin has everything to do with every single little bit of the misfortune that Joe has in his life. And he's just constantly going off his rock at it. Carol Baskin! <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of mild drug abuse in that as well. As well as, um, oh, it's, I didn't believe the hype. And then we started watching it and like, oh, it's, it's addictive. Worth a watch. I'm going to have to put it on the list, I think. Get it on there, Doug. Honestly. So would, would, that, would that be... Straight to the top of the list. That'd be your quarantine. Straight to the top of the list. So that'd be the quarantine recommendation. Then this week's quarantine recommendation is the Tiger King. Top three: Tiger King, The Witcher, and Narcos, or Sex Education. If you've not seen it, not Narcos, yeah. just the, the original Narcos or Narcos Mexico. Nah, well, I'd watch Narcos original because then that's the first bit of story. The Narcos. Right. You've, got, you've got a lot of TV to watch if you've not seen Narcos. Yeah. You're very lucky. I'm quite jealous. 
Ashi, um, you got two more you could add? Like, I'm, I'm quite big on my, like, documentary type stuff. I, I don't know what it is. Sometimes I struggle I, I saying that. Like, Alisa and I were watching uh, Crown, which is another Netflix series, which is quite good, but it's just a little bit slow, and sometimes I struggle to just stick with it. Um, so I, I prefer a documentary type thing with, that just this, like, this Tiger King thing is the weirdest thing you'll ever watch in your life and I also like that thing um don't but with cats you know I won't say the word here because it's uh, yeah. rude but um I like that one and what was the other one um th- there's there's other ones on Netflix can't remember the names there. do you like ones that are like real life because you can like relate to it and like but you can also see how insane it is because you know it's not made up yeah yeah those things like draw me in so much but don't get me wrong I do like a good series like um, like things like I've watched in the past, like Prison Break, or I watched um, Ozark. I've watched a tiny bit Ozark's of good. Narcos, but I actually need to get back into it, man, because I did really enjoy the first couple. There's a new season of Ozark. I've not watched it yet, but I'm looking forward to that. But I'm the exact same. Like Alaskan Bush people is like, it's unbelievable. The what they get up to, just how people live like that is insane. I, I know it's probably built up for. Um, for TV and stuff, but I used to think Jory's show was like legit, like it wasn't scripted. And then Yaz told me like it was like WWE when they tell you it's not real. It broke my heart. Um, but uh, it's good, it's no. good fun. There's a lot of good quality TV on just now. Do you see yourself going and retiring in the Alaskan bush then, Xander? <laughs> I'll go back to Kenya, chop some wood. Uh, I don't know. It'd be, quite, it'd be quite cool, like middle of nowhere in Canada. But it's when like they go hunting, like the bears come to their their house and stuff. Like okay, I was like. It was when they got so excited because they built like a homemade hot tub. I thought that was class. I could see me doing that back in Kenya. It'd be good fun. <laughs> so last week I asked uh, Ratu, who was on, our, who was our guest last week, and Ashi, if you had to self-isolate with one person in the squad, who would that be and why? So Xander, what do you, who would be your man? <sighs> in the squad, that's a tough one. That is tough. Smithers. <laughs> a salad not Smithers is very Smith, incle- Smithers is Matt Smith is that uh, we, don't, we can't talk about him anymore he's an Edinburgh player um, but uh, <laughs> nah joking nah Smithers would be intellectually fun but I don't know uh, just just me and one person yeah just one oh, it's a hard question man isn't it Xander that is hard I'd probably go with Scotty Cummins actually me and him are good mates and he's pretty chill um, we always room together when we're in camp and stuff and um, yeah he does his own thing I do my own thing but then he's also actually got some quite good chat which you probably don't believe but um, yeah some people some people don't get him but I, I got, I, I've got a lot of time for Scotty so yeah I pick Scotty and then obviously during this time Ashley you kind of touched on it there and I think Xander you've kind of touched on it a little bit as well there's a lot of kind of working out trying to stay fit so for both of you both of you being forwards both of you being big boys how's the weight looking? Ashi, I know you have an issue with keeping on weight, you've said in the past, so how's that looking in Xander? Oh, he's, grown his, he's grown his beard, so how can you tell he's putting on weight? He's trying to cover his yeah. chins. Brave, brave to shave, well, to cover the chins, it. exactly. you feel the... terrible afterwards, but once it grows back, you feel a million dollars. <laughs> it's so true. No, I, I'm, I'm doing okay in terms of my weight. Like, um, I'm actually, to be honest, like, I'm not too fussed if I do lose a little bit of weight at this time because I'd rather be a little bit lighter than go back a little bit heavier. Um, so, yeah, I think just doing a, doing a bit of walking every day and getting out every second day to, to run is keeping me ticking. Uh, I've got my resistance bands at home, uh, so I'm just continuing on with 
all my exercises that I can do with those. It's amazing how much you can do with just a couple of resistance bands. Like you've got all these weights in the gym and pull up bars, dumbbells, barbells. But you know, I'm finding that I've managed to actually tick most boxes just by having that one green resistance band. So yeah, I'm, I'm ticking over. How tough is bodyweight stuff? How tough is bodyweight stuff as well? It's like, you don't think about that when you've got a full gym of all these weights, but then you do like a bodyweight workout and you're absolutely burst. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Like um, you just pump pump the reps up and you know, you probably don't have as heavy weights to deal with, but if you do more reps, you still get the same stimulus and you can you can get that swell on. Big time. But you think about like modern day rugby player these days, you know, everything's about how much you can lift in the gym and don't get me wrong like that's a big part of it but at the same time if you can shift your body weight more effectively and you, this is actually a great time to build some like sort of robustness because if, if you can shift your body weight get off the floor quicker like by doing burpees and stuff you know it'll pay dividends when you get back to when we get back to playing whenever that is because you'll be able to get off the floor quicker and you'll be able to yeah it's just it's, it's, it is amazing what you how much we rely on the gym but then when it's taken away it's gone um, yeah I'm, I'm doing what like do you, what, what, on you go. what's your workouts what have your workouts been Zander what have you been doing because I know you've got a nice big garden and you've got obviously a lot of uh, well you've got a fair amount of uh, countryside r- out and round about where you live yeah well, I'm trying to on, on Mother's Day we went out to Mugduck before the lockdown happened and it was so busy at the main car park, even though people were talking about social distancing, that we actually went the back route. So I've actually, I've not got in the car and like gone out somewhere um, since the lockdown happened, just because I don't think it's right, you know. Um, but as you say, like I've got, I'm quite lucky that we've got a few fields and stuff and a few little parks close by. Um, but no, I'm, I'm sort of doing something similar to you, you know. Um, I've just got into Strava. I'm trying to do maybe two runs a week I'll base it off last week. So last week I did, I'm trying to work around, I can't, I don't really feel fair leaving Yaz in the house with Iona because she's, she's full on, you know, and at this stage of Yaz's pregnancy, it's, it's quite tough to look after her plus the dogs. So um, I'll take the dogs out for a run twice a week. Um, just maybe that, I think, what was the last week? Last week was a three miler and a two miler, a quick power run on Saturday. And then I, I bought a walk bike with the Manco um, just because... I was, I had to burn calories. I couldn't run because of my ankle and I didn't want to put loads of weight on, but I eventually did. But <laughs> it could have been a lot worse if I hadn't bought this walk bike. But uh, but yeah, nah, I, uh, so I'm doing a lot of walk bike sessions. So during the season, I do like a 300 calorie like burn like twice a week just to keep things ticking over. Because um, as Ashley said, like he struggles putting weight on. I, I flip and I can balloon to 140 kegs. Give me, give me a week. <laughs> So I need to watch my barbecue in a bit. Um, but yeah, no, nah, I've, been, I've been doing a lot of CrossFit actually. I'm really quite enjoying it. I was really lucky that um, Jamie Dempsey, one of the academy coaches, um, he runs a gym up in Airdrie, a CrossFit Airdrie. And he looked after me and got me a barbell and a bit of weight So and a med ball. So I've been doing like, just like burpees and sit-ups and stuff into doing like little, I've got a hill outside my house where I can do like hill sprints. It's, it's not that steep, but like, just try to keep things taking over but I've actually been surprisingly really active but I just train at weird times because I do it after I put her to bed or when she's having her nap like she is just now so um, it just means that I can have, have quality time with the family but also do what I need to get done so um, that's I, good sounds sounds like it's working well for you it does and then what, what are you doing diet wise because uh, 
obviously I'm a relatively big boy but you're a bigger boy so you you'll be having to keep a, a right good eye on yourself <laughs> well, the thing is like all the shops are still like fully stocked you know um, everyone was panic buying and it might come to that stage where stuff gets limited stock but I can get everything I need from Tesco's like I went yesterday it, it's a bit surreal it's so weird like queuing outside Tesco's two metres apart for a decent 30 minutes before you get in and then when you get in the store it's like we're operating a one-way system. If you come back on yourself, you're going to get shot. No, I'm joking, but it, it feels that way. But, um, yeah, nah, I'm just I'm trying to keep the calorie intake a bit lower. Um, the one thing I do find is like, if I'm going to snack, I'll probably go bad. So I, I went and got a few uh, grenade bar deliveries. So I've been smashing them, which is good. Um, a nice little salted caramel Snickers protein bar, uh, definitely. Curb, curbs the craving, very good. A little plug in there for grenade, thank you. Um, <laughs> but then I just I've just ordered a athlete box just then, so like, we're still getting like a meat deliveries. Um, I've not changed my diet that much, but as I said before, like with the training at different times, I'm also eating at different times as well. It's like getting on to bed, train, I'm having dinner at eight o'clock, which is not my usual, but um, I, I'm I'm fine. I'm getting into a good routine and. I'm actually quite enjoying it, as I said before. And, and, and quite a lot of the boys have now been getting uh, like delivery boxes or signing up to kind of these small little places who are maybe cafes or you know butchers and stuff like that. So what have you both kind of signed up for? Obviously, Zander, you just said there you're getting a, is it a meat delivery you're getting. Yeah, I've just I've just ordered one just then a meat delivery, um, but I've just saw like Lee Jones and one of his mates had just started a prep food company called uh, okay. Prep D Glasgow. So it's brilliant because they do all the calories for you, which means you can keep a Keep an eye on what you're eating. So I'm, I might actually do that next week. So um, yeah, definitely if you're looking at trying to watch what you eat, give them a shot. But uh, yeah, yeah. Ashley, what, what you been eating, big boy? Uh, so last week I got a meat delivery from Gilmore's Butchers, who are one of. I actually got put in contact with them through Rory Jackson, so he he knows them, and it was brilliant. They just I got I got a load of steaks and I got some bacon and um, some chicken and they dropped it off on Tuesday morning. Gone by Wednesday night. Uh, <laughs> At least <laughs> no, smashing 10 exactly. burgers, two steaks and 10 burgers every night. <laughs> <laughs> no, it lasted me. I've actually still got some now, so I'm going to take some stuff out of the freezer for tomorrow. I've got some stuff for tonight, but I done. I actually done the same as you. Well, I'm, I've done already the same as what you're going to be doing, but um, I've seen Lee Jones uh, with his new prep food company and um yeah it, it looks fantastic so i've actually ordered 10 meals for next week oh, so that'll keep me going yeah. hopefully from monday to friday and then i'll i'll slacken up a little bit in the weekend maybe maybe having a couple of drinks yeah, or something on, exactly. on the saturday night or something what i actually done on the weekend there was was on that house party app just catching up with friends <laughs> and had a couple of beers it was quite fun ended Watch up out. staying up till about four in the morning just speaking to people i think yeah. it was like half two in the morning and myself and Ali Price and Aki and uh, Rosa Hughes popped in for a bit as well. Oh, jeez. Aki, Aki and Ali, I worry about, you know. I've done one TikTok, they've done about 50, you know. But uh, it's... Uh, uh, that's the thing. They stay alone, so it must be difficult. But yeah, it must big be time, big time. Hard I do, I do wonder why like, single boys didn't like, isolate together. But as you say, like you want your own flat, you want your own space sometimes. Um, I know, I think um, 
I think Adam Hastings and Ali were encouraged to, to go and live together because, I mean, it might be quite nice, but I don't know what's happening because it seems like they're still staying yeah. alone. Um, so <laughs> who knows? It's Maybe funny they just one. didn't fancy it. Maybe they don't like each other. Have you tried the uh, meal prep stuff before, as in the boxes? I remember you told me before you tried the wee prep, wasn't it? Yeah, so I used uh, originally used the wee prep ones, and then I moved on to the Power Food Company. I know yeah, you've yeah, done a bit of work good, with them, yeah. but they, they've been absolutely brilliant. Like I've used them for the best part of probably uh, four or five months now, kind of regularly, most weeks, taking between eight and ten meals. I, I find them so helpful. I mean, I'm not the most passionate chef, um, I actually prefer coming back from training and just having my food there and I can fire it in the microwave and I'm getting everything that I need so um, you, I know you've used them a bit haven't you? Well I, I was really sort of I tried my best to watch what I, I ate when I was injured but it didn't really work that well I came back 130 kegs but um, yeah now it's just as you say like e easy access you know just you come in from training bang in the microwave two minutes and it's a hot meal it's brilliant Um Especially when you're you're on crutches and stuff. Like when I when when I first did it, I couldn't really stand and cook anything in the kitchen, which then meant I was relying on Yaz the whole time. And she sort of she, she cooks some really nice stuff, but I'm always wanting like double the portions or double the meat content, which then just does her head in. So she's like, "I'm not cooking for you, go away." But um, but yeah, no, nah, that's class. But I because of like all the delivery services still running, I managed to get like grenade bars and I got the um. You tried the pro the pro athlete supplements the the protein cookies, oh my no, goodness! I've I've not heard of them, but I know you're a big fan. Oh, <laughs> in the microwave, thirty seconds, absolute bliss. Pint of six <laughs> six scoops of ice cream on six, top. Oh, no, no, that's only at weekends, all right. Um, nah, you can you can substitute ice cream for Greek yogurt, and you get a nice little healthy snack. But um, nah, they're sort of like my 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 one treat. I'm trying to be really good. I'm like sort of quite focused now. I said to I said to myself, I was like, I'll be focused until I get to that. I'm struggling a bit, and then I'll have a little blowout, and I'll go back to being good. So yeah. nice. That's a good yeah. plan. Well, that's it, you know. Z Xander, you said you said there you ballooned up to 130 kegs. So what's your I guess I'm going to say fighting <laughs> weight, but what what what's your what's your key rugby weight? Because I've just had a look on the website, and we have you as 126 kegs. Yeah, so I know. Oh, well, Duncan, come on, don't don't bring out all the facts. But I think when I injured myself in South Africa, I was like, I was working down to try and get a bit lighter. So I was about one, two, five when I injured myself. By the time I got back and I had my two week halt, my two weeks of rest after surgery when I got home, because I was in South Africa for another week, I think I got to about one, three, two. And, and of course, I got my skin folds done because the nutritionist insisted on in doing it. Because it was quite good though, because we made a sort of like a plan and to have targets to hit and stuff, he came out and did my skin folds in, in, in my own house, which I was a bit like, mm, yeah. Um, but he came out, did my skin folds, and uh, they were actually all right, because the two weeks of bad eating hadn't kicked in yet. So I was thinking, yeah. 132 kegs, I'm lean as a fiddle, you know, this is brilliant. I'll be, uh, I'll be the strong, I'll be, I'll be an absolute machine by the end of it, I'll probably have a six pack. And then I got my skin folds done two weeks later, I dropped two kegs of weight, but they were like, I think they, they nearly doubled. Um, I was on like a really high protein, high fat diet to try and help the bone heal together. And so it sort of backfired a bit because when I started running again, I couldn't run the length of myself for about <laughs> seven months until I lost a bit more weight. So I'd say fighting weight for me is like 125, 126. So I'm working right, hard okay. to get back to that. Right. Ashley, what about you? Uh, so 
I, I usually feel my best when I'm sitting around 108 kilos, uh, but I can fluctuate anywhere between 105 to 111, 112. Like when I came back from South Africa and we had some time off there, uh, I came back and I was about 112 kilos. But the thing is, I can manage to shift it back off pretty quickly. So, um, yeah, that's I'd say my fighting weight's 108 kilos. You're one of the chosen ones. You can lose weight quickly. Look at you. <laughs> yeah, Xander, what? So tell us more about the ankle. So did you injure that in the just in the Six Nations there? No, no, no. Remember, I did that two seasons ago. Oh right. So I thought you were referring to an injury. That you, I know you when you said that you'd hurt your leg. I knew that was in South Africa. But then when I said, heard you referring to your ankle, I thought you'd maybe injured it back then in the in the Six Nations. No, no, no. I'm all good. I'm I'm fit. Just uh, yeah. Fit, fit this season, touch wood. That's Hopefully, good. we get to do some sort of rugby. Speaking of Scotland, actually, Xander, obviously, we, you know, you, you were planning to play against Wales. Obviously, that that didn't happen, and then you were going to be given a week off. Did you have a holiday planned anywhere with the family before the wee one was coming along? Well, we we talked about it and contemplated it, but with everything going on around the world, we sort of said we'll hold fire, and if everything's all right, we'll just do a last minute trip away and try and get yeah. some sun. Um, luckily we didn't book anything um, yeah it, it, it was kind of surreal um, I finished the France game you know building quick, quick turnaround for the Wales game getting getting ready for it uh, looking forward to it get, get down to Wales um, we're on a bus the captain's running and Gregor stands up at the front of the bus and goes game's off you know and we're like it was sort of I was gutted and I, I still am gutted we didn't get to play it but it, for um, it was the right decision just to keep everyone safe you mm -hmm. know this Nobody knows anything enough about this virus, so um, it's the best interest of everyone involved to have it done. But yeah, as you say, like to have a week off, and then I got home, and then I met up with my little brother, and on the Monday just a quick catch, uh, just to keep active, and went and played tennis at David Lloyd's, and um, had a quick gym, had a quick gym session, and then got home. And I think was it lockdown? No, lockdown was a week later, but that week was a bit like surreal, you know. Like, there was chat of the lockdown, everything was getting, lo local shops were closing and stuff, and then I managed to squeeze one last game of golfing on the front of the, was it the Friday, and I was actually about mm -hmm. to cancel it, because Iona wasn't feeling too well, and um, luckily we played it, otherwise I would have been itching at the bit, I got, I got a new wedge for my birthday in January, and I've not used it yet, so I got, I got out um, with my father-in-law and my brother-in-law and my brother, so it was a good, it was good fun to get some, get some fresh air before the, this chaos consumed us all. What what happened after the, the Wales game then? So I take it obviously you found out the game was cancelled, and then did you guys bust it back up the road that night? Yeah, we literally got told like, oh yeah, the flight was supposed to be booked for tomorrow, um, so. I was assuming we were going to stay the night and then get the fly back the next day, but I think team manager and stuff just there's a thought of possibly the borders getting shut and whatnot. So we were supposed to have a team meeting at like three o'clock, and then we got a WhatsApp out saying meet at quarter past three, have your bags packed on the bus because we're getting the bus back. And I'm like, all I could think of was all oh, my back, um, but it was actually surprisingly not too bad. But I think what was it nine and ten hours or something. Um, but was it was it just the team bus you're on? Because obviously yeah, we've done a few trips bus. when we went down to sail, for example. We had kind yeah. of fancier, more kind of luxury coaches. We had the trip back from Dragons, 
uh, which I guess I don't think you you were playing in, but actually you were, where we had three again, kind of like sleeper coaches that we all went back in. Or were you just on the team bus, just oh, for ten hours straight I, up the road? I was expecting to come out mega bus there, you know, comfy seats, TV. I actually quite looking forward to it. It's put my feet up, relaxing, and then yeah, as you said, it was team bus, um, so a bit, a bit more cramped. Um, but we got everyone on. We got we got back safe and sound, so can't complain. Went out for breakfast and, and then we're on the Saturday morning with uh, a few of the boys and went to that, is it the Shoom? Uh, the, the place oh, in the Edinburgh? Indian. Oh, unbelievable. Having naan bread for breakfast was uh, a bit weird, but I quite enjoyed it. And then back to the family so, from a week's holiday. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, so, actually, while I was doing a bit of research, I was trying to find some questions I was going to ask you. I was having a look at your Wikipedia page. And it has you down as being a, as a qualified lifeguard. So are you still qualified as a lifeguard? No, and if you that's... are or aren't, have you actually ever used the qualification to actually work as a lifeguard? Total well, change of tact here. No, I didn't actually ever get to use it. Um, it was after school. Mum thought it was a good idea. It's a great job. You get paid really well. Um, yeah. Did my week intensive course and then got the qualification. Never, ever used it. Um, it expires within a year or so. Um, yeah, it was an experience. <laughs> it fits in quite nicely with one of your nicknames, Ander, the Cannonball, um, which is actually it's something that I, I think it was me that coined that nickname, but the reason I called Ander the Cannonball, he's obviously a big unit and he's he's burly and round, but when he runs onto that gain line, gets a pass off nine, runs onto the gain line, he, he runs hard for a big unit and it's like a cannonball hitting the gain line, so that's where that came from. I'll take that. I've, heard, I've been called a lot worse things than that, so... Um, so yeah, no, I, as you say, like I did a few cannonballs in the pool and nearly drowned, and I got my qualifications, so we'll, t- we'll take it. So before rugby, what did you guys? Either of you guys have any jobs before rugby? What did you do? Um, I don't have any. No, nah, I worked for my grandfather. So when I was about, what I've been fourteen, fifteen, um, my grandfather was a ship chandler, so he looked after the fishing boats up in Port Seton near Edinburgh. So as, as a young kid, um, funny story, is that I actually worked with um, Sam Thompson, who's now at Edinburgh, but played for Glasgow before, uh, his grandfather, a guy called Tom Thompson, who's, a, who's an ex-policeman and a massive, a mountain of a man. And uh, he's got a crooked finger, his tendon's completely shot, so like, when you meet him, he's quite a, quite a friendly chap, but I shake my hand and I was like, what's, what's going on with your finger? But um, he called him Hook, now I'm joking. He would, he would have battered me. But uh, no, I worked for him. I worked for my granddad for every summer for two years, which is cool. Um, it's back-breaking work, though. You know, I was in the prawn shed. Fishing boats would go out and come back in early, early doors. I'd be down to the prawn shed about five. You'd get the prawns off the, off the boats in the boxes into the prawn shed. Count, count how many prawns were in a kilo for each box and make sure you go right to the bottom because the fishermen, they put all the small prawns at the bottom and the big ones on top, and because you get paid per kilo, um, they're, they're quite sneaky, so we'd have to make sure of that. And then, of course, you'd weigh the box as it was, and you tally it all down, put it in the freezer. You sometimes have maybe 200 boxes a day, and then you'd uh, the lorry the lorry would come, um, and you'd put the boxes from the, the freezer into the lorry, tally up the daily totals, take it to the office, and then Grandad didn't really have like a... He would do the books himself, so then I would just chuck it into the computer so um, it was a full on a 12 hour day um, you come back home absolutely stinking grandma used to make me strip down in the garden 
and then she'd hose me down and I'd come in and then um, yeah but no like I learnt a lot and it was hard work and you definitely learn the value of money um, at a young age which was good for me but the boxes they range from like 10 kilos to 30 kegs and sometimes Tom would be off doing stuff so I think it's probably where I got a little bit of my strength as well my size so I was going to ask you yeah a bit of farmer strength almost for those two summers well yeah because I, I used to always back home we used to build our own tracks and stuff for the mountain biking so we chopped down trees and whatnot and quite hands-on um, I'm quite a good uh, demolisher I've not got the, the finest touch so the intricate details I'm probably not the best at but but yeah nah it was good fun and uh, I got some quality time with my grandfather which was great um, sadly he's yeah. passed away now but but yeah nah I, re I really enjoyed it Ashley no jobs for you? No I've uh, I've never had any jobs before rugby I just uh, no nothing really like try to think no I don't actually think I did I've done a bit of work experience when I was younger but I've Paper not actually nah nothing I'm one of those Kids that got looked after by their parents. Or, uh, spoon fed. Spoon, what was that? spoon fed. Aye, that was me. <laughs> I was spoon fed, honestly. And then, uh, no, I never had any jobs. But talking about fash, I actually popped out. Xander, you know James Eddie, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Good man. So I popped over to see him last Tuesday, I think it was, to pick up some fish. Um, so it was quite cool to see what he's doing. Obviously, he played at the Warriors for, I don't know, the best part of probably 10 years, but. Uh, I hadn't seen James in a couple of years and I wanted to get some fish so uh, he phoned me at half past ten at night and saying oh I've just started work uh, pop over to the, the fruit market the fish market so I jumped in the car hopped over and he's got a big kind of like fish depot so like he's got these big massive freezers and then he's got these big like butchering surfaces and he had this big uh, pile of uh, haddock and hake and he basically gutted it all up in front of me and then I took it off and I stuck it all in the freezer. So it was good to see him um, and see what he's doing. But as you say, I, I came back to the house and only after being there for about 15 minutes, I was absolutely stinking a fish straight in the shower, into bed. <laughs> Plus, uh, luckily, I didn't have a girlfriend at the time because she wouldn't have gone in it coming over near me. But um, I don't know. What's it called? No, I, I, it's great to see James, James doing so well, taking over the family business, but... I don't envy him at all, you know. I think the working hours are ridiculous. Um, and especially just now, you know, fishermen are really getting hit hard, so... Um. Yeah, he actually had to close down um, the, the day after. Uh, but he said his working hours are from 10 o'clock at night, normally until about 6 in the morning, I think it was, 6 or 8 in the morning. And then he goes home, sleeps for an hour, wakes up at 9, uh, spends some time with his son, I believe it is, sorry if I'm wrong, and uh, his wife and then I think he goes to sleep at four and then wakes up at eight and goes to work again so I mean crazy hours but he, he does seem to be enjoying it, be enjoying I, think, it. I think he loves working it's full on um, don't, I don't envy him at all doing that. That, that that's that's crazy hours that's crazy hey you know as, as well going from like the life of, especially like a professional rugby player like you know you guys are you guys are kind of training what it's normally about seven till two three o'clock you know, he's doing a total 180 with that 10 till 6 in the morning. That must be the culture mm. shock on that. Imagine having a kid. Yeah. I know, imagine having a kid and doing that. You barely get to see him or her, yeah, exactly. I thought my sleep pattern was bad. <laughs> <laughs> What's your sleep like at the moment? You getting you getting some good sleep? Oh, she's really good, actually. Um, she's teething in the moment. She's getting her front, her front four, so it's, it's good fun. 
lots of carpal and teeth and gel and powder and stuff. But um, yeah, nah, she, what, 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 she goes to bed about between seven and eight, and then she'll she'll stir a little bit, um, and then like this morning she was up at what ten to five, and then oh, give her a dummy or a dummy or yeah, sometimes a milk if she's. If she's still knackered, but she's just uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and then she she slept this morning luckily till seven, so I'll bring her down. But usually, usually up about six, I'll bring her down and we'll have a little play, let the dogs out for the pee, and then yeah, sorry, I don't remember that. Now. Let dogs out for a pee, and then she has a little play, and then we get breakfast about eight, so seven, seven, seven. seven. yeah, seven. So that's good fun. We got a good little routine, and um, that's sort of what. I'll, I'm really enjoying about this, you know, I've got so much respect for single mums and or working mums because it's just, I, I used to go to work and think, you know, when I come home, I was just having fun with Iona when she'd come back in a good mood, you know, and I'd put her to bed, I'd, I'd be maybe with her two, three hours, four hours at the most after work and then on like days off, um, she's she's full on, but to, like to be, to look after the dogs and Iona and the wee man when he comes, like hats off to all the mums out there and and and, and the dads. It's, it's unbelievable, um, but I I am really enjoying it and uh, having that quality time that I don't think I'll probably ever get touch wood. There's hopefully not another virus or pandemic, but I don't think I'll ever get this amount of time with the family quality quality family time uh, again in my career until especially obviously right now with you expecting one because as a player you guys don't get paternity leave really do you no we don't I was lucky that I think, I think it depends from coach to coach I've heard of some some guys missing the birth of their children and stuff but Dave let me uh, have the, the he hasn't got induced for Iona so I had the day I trained in the morning she was induced because it, it doesn't happen straight away and then I got the day off after, and then I was. It was the week of the Ulster semi-final last year, so I was in on the Thursday, for, in on the Thursday for captain's run. Played Friday, and then Iona and Yaz came to the final the week after. Whirlwind. Yeah, it was. It's, it's sort of quite cool though. It sort of, I didn't really think about the final. Looking back, yeah. it was probably. I, I didn't. I didn't time it or plan it for that, but it was a, a massive benefit for me because I was still so buzzing about. Having my daughter, that all the nerves, and I was just excited to play and see the family. Yeah. So on Sunday, we live streamed our 2017 victory away to Leicester Tigers. Xander, you played in that game. Yeah. So that was the one where we won 43 0. So what do you remember about it? The, the, the thing that stands out for me was it was just an unbelievable team win. You know, we just clicked. I don't think Leicester turned up that day. Um, even though, even though yeah. they had a good team out on paper, um, I just remember going down there. Just we had a great week's training. There was a bit of an edge to training, and we just got the job done. And uh, it was just awesome feeling afterwards in the changing room, um, knowing something we'd achieved something the club never done before. But I also remember the, the loose head was a guy called Greg Bateman, who was a tight tight head that moved to loose head like that season, and uh, he, he was really niggly with his head. And uh, he was getting on my nerves. And I remember one scrum, he was like so aggressive, trying to push me in. I won't get too technical, but trying to push me into the hole um, between him and the hooker to sort of um, put me at a disadvantage with a bad angle. 
And I just remember I just I lifted my head up and let him go into the hole. So I was coming on the, on the outside as a tight hit, which is like mental. Yeah. He should have gone straight through me. But I think he was so shocked that we went in for the scrum and he didn't know what to do. And so he just st- st- like st- stood there. And then I think it was our ball and I, actually, I felt all right. So I went forward and we got a penalty. And he got up, he was like, what's going on, ref? You know, he's coming on the outside. And I was like, well, it's your fault. Move, move your head. I cause uh, cause uh, so I obviously I rewatched it back uh, sitting there doing kind of some of the social media stuff around it and Ellis Genge came on in the second half and there was a little bit of back and forth between you two as well I think wasn't there a young Ellis Genge and a young Xander Fagerson I was yeah he's he's st- he was still a wallopper back then I should have called him a silly <laughs> I should have called him a silly sausage <laughs> <laughs> and this Sunday we'll be showing our game from 2014 which was the. Uh, I guess our game away to Bath. We don't want to give away the result. Ashley, you started in that game. Do you remember that? Without giving the score away, do you remember much about yeah, that? Yeah, I do game? remember. That was uh, it was actually probably one of my favourite games I've ever played in for Glasgow Warriors. Uh, was it the home game? Oh, uh, the, the away, away game. game. No, no, so, no, so, sorry, no, no, uh, so, so, no, sorry, was, sorry, no, sorry, 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 uh, yeah, I might, I might actually watch that because uh, I probably won't be able to find it anywhere else. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I, think I'll, I think I'll watch that. <laughs> That'll be quite good. So is that Sunday, did you say? Sun, Sunday, 3pm, on live on our YouTube and Facebook. Brilliant. Look forward to it. And, and for you, Xander, that game was two weeks after your debut. So do you actually, do you, I guess, obviously, you'll remember your de- debut very fondly, but do you remember anything about that game at all? Were you sitting in the stand for that? I actually think bath at home. I think I was pl- I, I think I was playing club. for Hawks that day, but I remember right, okay. watching the review and stuff, and it was an awesome game. Wasn't Sam Burgess playing? I remember that. No, I think uh, he he played in the away game off the bench, but he didn't play yeah. in the home game. Nah, but they, they had an unbelievable unbelievable team on paper. Um, yeah, I I remember it was a really nice day, um, in Glasgow. I think. That was it. I think it was a really nice day in Glasgow. We actually left and went and played Melrose. And we left Glasgow, glorious sunshine, got to Melrose and standard. It was pouring down rain, miserable. Um, and we got absolutely humped by Melrose that day. And yeah, I won't give away what the result was. Yeah, but so for I guess for games like that where, where you go away and you're playing for, you know, uh, whether it's Super 6 side or playing for what was back then, you know, a, a premiership side. And then you, you hear about a win or a victory. Do you sometimes get like a little bit just kind of frustrated that you didn't get it? Just obviously you're going to be frustrated you weren't playing. But again, do you sometimes wish you were just sitting in the uh, sitting in the stand? Not really. No, I think most rugby players always want to play. Um, doesn't matter who for. Or for I'll, I'll say for me personally, I always want to play. Um, play as much. I, I want to play as much as I can because I feel that like that'll help me develop. Um, don't get me wrong. I always want the Warriors to win, and I'd always love. I always will catch up on the game afterwards, but. Um, if I've got an opportunity to play, it doesn't matter for what team. I'll, uh, I'll focus on that game yeah. and then afterwards celebrate the, the Warriors win usually. Okay, and then Ashley for you? Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I think most of the time, like, you know, you'd rather be out there playing wherever it may be rather than sitting in the stand. Um, I think sometimes it can, like, I found at times, because I've played a few games at Stirling um, this season, but it, it does get sometimes a little bit frustrating when like the weather gets really really bad and then you go back to the club and the pitches are just like a swamp 
So yeah. like mo- motivation wise, it can be a little bit difficult. Like I probably struggled a little bit with it. Uh, when that was the case because I guess as professional players you're always normally used to playing on pretty good pitches and it me- just means that the game can be fast and it can be free-flowing rugby um, but I like you know nine times out of ten you always you want to be playing you want to be you know you're not by sitting in the stand you're not going to be putting your hand up to say to the coaches look you know I'm, I played well on the weekend for, for Stirling County or whoever it, it may be Um you can you can go in on Monday and say, look, this is this is what I done. You know, have a look at my game. What do you think? And it, you know, it might get yeah a step closer to getting back in the squad if you're not playing or whatever. So, yeah, cool. I'd say so. Right, guys, we're gonna wrap it there for this week. So, thank you both very much for joining me on Warriors Weekly this week. Do you guys have anything you'd like to promote? Anything you'd like to talk about? Anything you'd like to touch on before we go? Great to meet you, Duncan. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Be sure to follow Glasgow Warriors on all social media channels. We're working hard across the team to keep you guys entertained over this period. And please remember, stay at home. Warriors Weekly, Glasgow Warriors official podcast.